Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. This is Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. I want to, again, thank you. I am seeing so many of you tune in from literally all over the world. I think I've got every state checking in. I think I've got uh, at least five countries outside the U.S., listening. So thank you so much for your support. I would love, if you do love this podcast and you are getting a lot from it, you know, one of my personal dreams is to be in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. So if you're listening on iTunes, I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast. You know, I don't do this podcast to like make money or to really just for any reason other than to help you guys. So it would be so awesome if you could help me in return by helping me reach my dream of getting on that new and noteworthy. I only have a few more weeks to get there and I'm getting close. I can feel it. I need more downloads, ratings, and reviews. So thank you so much. This week, I'm excited to kind of switch gears and introduce you to one of my friends, Levi Hess. Now, Levi is currently living in New Zealand, which is super cool, but she traveled throughout the West Coast and Mexico and Central America all last year. That's kind of when we became friends. I was so intrigued by her amazing lifestyle, and Levi has done a lot of work and coaching around money. And I'm probably going to have a lot of people that talk about money as guests here because, frankly, we all need help in the money department. Money mindset specifically. If you've never heard of money mindset, well, (laughs) get ready. You're going to hear a lot about it. What I really find with so many clients and so many women in my six-figure blueprint course is that there is a energy around money that feels desperate, feels like it's a struggle. And so with Levy today, I really wanted to focus on talking to her about how to drop that struggle and how to move forward and feel like, in a real way, feel like you can expand your mindset, expand your view on bringing money into your business allowing money to leave your business, right? Because it goes in and out. And so she has some really great, actually usable tools, which is something I love to help you work through anything you have coming up around money, whether it's from feeling like you don't have enough sales or feeling like it's hard. You have to work hard to make money. 
So let's dive right in here and uh, I hope you love this. Okay, so Libby Hess, welcome to the Booster Boutique podcast. Um, I'd love Hello. for you to introduce yourself to my amazing listeners and tell us a little bit more about you and, and what you do. Yeah, totally. So my name is Libby Hess and my online home is helloshinylife.com. And um, that's where I base all of my work with women. So basically what I do is I'm a freedom lifestyle business success coach. Um, that's just my special name for success coaching because that's who I like to work with is people who are building a freedom lifestyle business. And my people are, the one word that would sum them up is unconventional. Um, because that's kind of how I've always felt. I, I think you totally relate to this too, Emily, is like, you kind of have always just felt a little bit different. You were always like coloring a little bit outside the lines with whatever, however you were, your personality or how your behavior. And so, um, and I've like, that's been kind of a challenge for me growing up and, and as an entrepreneur, but it's also been such a gift. And so my people are like that as well. They're willing to be a little bit different in order to live their big dream and in order to like live in, in accordance with their values. Um, so basically my recipe for helping people find success with their freedom lifestyle business is bringing together a few different things like personal development, success psychology, the law of attraction, and also smart online business strategy. And so I kind of use all these tools to help people design and create a conscious lifestyle and create a business that works, um, so that they can make lots of money and do what's aligned with their purpose. I love that. I love that. I always say that I feel like yeah. women who open boutiques are a bit unconventional and definitely have to kind of go against the wave of just typical society saying like, oh, if you open a store, it's going to be so hard or, you know, you're going to be yeah. down to the store so much. But I see like what you do so much with online business strategy relating to like e-commerce, like a ton and mobile retail because they are very, not as very unconventional, but it is a freedom-based lifestyle. They can make up their own rules. So what would you say, like, totally. with someone who wanted to start out doing an e-commerce site, doing a mobile business, you know, where do you kind of start with people where they can, because I think you have to be comfortable with being unconventional. So where would you tell mm. people to kind of start out getting comfortable being unconventional in their business? Mm. Yeah. Well, the starting point for me, and this is kind of what I walk people through as well. And I'll just like kind of nutshell this process is like looking at your story. Um, so the story of your life and just like your development as a, whether you're an entrepreneur exactly or not, but as a professional in general, um, like looking back at your story and kind of drawing, connecting the dots. So for me, my story felt very all over the place. Like I tried all these different things. I had like a zillion different jobs. My resume was like a complete dog's breakfast. And I was like, who is like, I'm unemployable basically. Who's going to ever hire me for anything. And, um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably feel the same way. Like they've just been all over the place trying different stuff and they probably have like 80 different certifications and whatever. So 
but it started to make sense and I started to see the um, lines connecting when I actually wrote out my whole like life saga basically and started to see like, oh, this is why I did that. And now I see like, I learned this from that. And I like took the titles off things. So like jobs that I had, I kind of like, if you picture like erasing the job title, but seeing like what you actually did in that experience or like what you learned or the skills that you had or that you used, um, then you kind of start to see that it makes sense. And you start to be like, okay, I'm not a hot mess necessarily. <laughs> I've done this for a reason. And then you can also use like the simple mindset shift of like, life doesn't happen to you, but rather it happens for you. So it, life happens for you to become the person you're supposed to be. And when you make that shift, it's kind of like, you know what, this has all happened for a reason. This is okay. I'm not a mess. Um, you know, actually all the things I've done do make sense because they're all part of you as a person, right? Like you are a whole person. So there's a reason why you made those different choices and did those different things. And then, yeah, I think it's really about like accepting that and accepting yourself and just starting to be like, you know, this makes sense. And I can bring all these things together into something that is my brand or that is my, you know, my story or whatever for my business. Yeah. I think it is so important to tell your story because a lot of times, you know, I know most of my listeners are women. Most of my clients are women. And I think we forget that so much of ourselves is actually put into our business that we, you know, it's actually feels kind of fake or feels not real if we don't be real totally. and present ourselves as normal. I mean, I, I find that this is sort of a tough thing to get over, but, you know, is there any advice you would give to someone who, you know, maybe isn't super comfortable telling their story and just kind of slowly immersing that and putting that out there? Because I do think that, you know, regardless of selling products or services, women connect with women period. Mm. Women likes your story. They like what you do. They're probably going to buy from you, you know? Right. Whatever you're selling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I need all of it. Or I want to hang out with you. Or, you know, I mean, like, what would you tell someone just to kind of like, I guess like break the ice. Cause I think that's really the first step is like being okay, being yourself. And then like, okay, mm. how do we like, so you kind of talked about like, how do you get okay with your past? Now it's like, how do you actually like, present that to the public or even if it's a small public how do you kind of come out from your story publicly yeah well for me that happened when I um, realized what I was trying to portray so I guess you can you can find like the person that you actually are and become okay with that by first seeing what you're currently trying to fake basically. So mm -hmm. I realized that I was, um, shooting myself into thinking that I should be like some kind of glamorous five-star like something or other. And even though like, yeah, I was traveling at the time I was traveling full time and like had this amazing lifestyle and had, you know, multi, multi times my income and all the success. I was more of a backpack type traveler, like a very like, um, you know, rough kind of like 
going into visiting developing countries and climbing volcanoes and stuff. And so, no, I was not staying in five-star hotels and um, pulling my Louis Vuitton luggage, you know, (laughs) but for some reason I thought that that had to be what my brand needed to be. And so when I was like, well, hold on, like, like you have to realize that there's this complete disconnect between what I thought I should look like and what I actually was doing. And so I wasn't, therefore that stopped me from doing a bunch of things. So like I wouldn't share my real life on my social media, for example, I would only take pictures when I was like in certain nice looking places or something like that, because I didn't want to show the real behind the scenes, but then that puts up a literal wall between you and your potential income because um, you're trying to be something you're not. So it's like, maybe the way to shed light on that is, is saying, okay, well, what do I think I should be? What am I right now trying to be? Um, for me, it was like, why the hell do I feel like I need to wear a pencil skirt and heels for my photo shoot when like, I never wear that in real life. <laughs> um, you know, something like that, whatever that is for, you know, the people listening, but like, um, but you're probably shooting yourself in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. So seeing what it is that you're making yourself should do. And then, and then, again, it's coming back to like the self-acceptance piece. Like, what do I love to wear every day? What is my real sense of humor that I actually bring out around my real friends? And, you know, um, like, are you the girl who has a couple too many glasses of champagne and like snorts when she laughs or whatever? Like, (laughs) that's cool. Be that because that's way more interesting than whatever you're trying to be. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I love it. You talk about how you felt like it was blocking you from your income potential because you weren't totally. like allowing yourself to be real. And I, I think a lot of times I, I start talking about, you know, being in the vibration of something or the frequency and, you know, I do see everything as energy. Like we are energetic beings, money is energy, time is energy. You know, I think like at what point were you able to say like, okay, I need to stop this. It's blocking my income potential. Like, how did you work to get more in that like flow of energy and money and, and kind of letting that vibration take over rather than blocking it? Like, what did that take for you to even do? Mm. Well, yeah, a few steps for sure. So it's an ongoing process that I still work on, obviously for everybody. It's, it's never like a finished thing, but how I think I made that shift. Um, I would say three, well, maybe four initial first steps. So the first one was literally one day. And I think this was from a newsletter email that I read from somebody. And they said, it was like this, just this one phrase that completely like struck me and stuck with me forever. They just said, you can decide not to struggle. And I was just like, Oh, Wow. Like, I think I've been deciding to struggle. Like, and, um, this comes into like the law of attraction stuff where like every subject is really two subjects. And like, you can picture, I always picture a coin sitting on my hand and like right now I'm looking at the the struggle side of the coin, but that means there's another side. So I can flip that over and be like, Oh, this is the non-struggling side of the coin. And I can just decide now to like 180 my perspective and look towards the good thing instead of the shitty thing stop resisting the shitty thing and be like, hello, good, you know? I love that. So that that was the first shift was like that decision. And that was even before I knew about any of this particular money mindset stuff. But so it already started kind of rolling and it was really cool. Um, I started attracting all this extra income and stuff. 
But then um, the second step when I really got into it was to start listening to money mindset audios. And that was like really, really big. The first one that I really dove into was the science of getting rich, um, which is just like life changing. And for anyone who hasn't listened to it, it's a really weird old book that was written in like the 1930s. It's a weird <laughs> it's like, yeah, it can yeah. Be hard to kind of get into. I feel like some of the money mindset books that are most powerful, I feel like I had the most resistance around at first. I was like, yeah, hard read. And then over time, they've gotten a lot easier. But yeah, Science of Getting Rich, it's Wallace D. Waddles is the yeah. author. And it's, it is a hard read. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've never actually read it. I've only listened to it. And um, specifically the recordings. I know there's a lot of recordings of it out there. Um, I wouldn't recommend getting a free YouTube recording of it because it's not to be mean, but the narrators aren't very skilled. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to get someone who you like to listen to, right? So you'll actually listen to it. So I bought a version from the iBook store that's read by this lady called Eliza Foss. Okay. Um, so just if anyone's list, looking for like a good version, that's the one I would recommend. Perfect. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes too for everyone. So Eliza Fox, Signs of Getting Rich on iBooks. So yeah. And I think it's- Yeah. Also- Eliza Foss. F-O-S-S. Fox. Okay. Not Fox. Perfect. I mean, I think it's also good to just, to help your money mindset, to like spend a little money buying books that are going to help you. I think that's a huge piece of resistance around like, oh, well, I'll just get the free YouTube. And I'm pretty sure I tried to listen to a free YouTube and it's like weird and creepy. Like it sounds creepy kind of. So yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's great. And yes, it is worth the $8.99 to get the book, the, you know, the proper version. Yeah. (laughs) Like we spend that on. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. You'd spend it easily on a coffee and a muffin at Starbucks, but it's like, Mm-hmm. Actually, you totally could put that eight ninety nine towards something that's literally going to change your life, and mm-hmm. it has for me for sure. Um, so then, the other two really quick things, and we can dive into these in detail, but just really quick, the other two things I feel like really made that shift for me was um, number one, using really simple mantras. So, literally choosing four words that really resonated with where I kind of wanted to go energetically. So I did um, wealth, success, clients, abundance. Mm -hmm. And because obviously my brain was programmed to think, to worry about things or to, to, you know, think negative thoughts. Right. But so you can totally interrupt um, that process whenever you notice yourself worrying about something, interrupt it with a basic mantra like that. And the point of like, yes, it's just four words and that's on purpose because if you're like, oh, I have to say affirmations to reprogram my money mindset, that's cool. But like, you can't remember, like, really, are you going to memorize the affirmations? No, you're not. So pick four words. <laughs> yeah. And then just like, whenever I would be like walking somewhere, I'd be like, well, success, clients, abundance, and just like repeat it. And like, honestly, it like, it just changes your vibe. And then if you picture those thoughts like swirling around you, like, you know, the energy of them going out and like attracting things for you. Um, I did that a lot um, in the few weeks preceding my first five figure month. So amazing. that was really effective. I feel like the way that you're giving affirmation advice as well is so much more personal than saying like, oh, I'm going to create, 
you know, I'm going to read these affirmations in this book and say them. It's like, what are the four words that most resonate with me that I want to get to that next level with, right? Like those are the things yeah. I'm looking to attract. So let me speak them into existence and speak the energy around me of that. Um, so I love that it becomes more personal because I think that yeah. affirmations is it can be really impersonal. Like, I don't want to say, you know, I am abundant. I, you know, you get those affirmations on YouTube and it's like, it doesn't feel like something I would resonate with. So right. that's really cool. And four words is easy. Anyone can come yeah. up with four words that they want to happen in their life. So that's a great tip. <laughs> it's really, really easy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe, I mean, for me, it was clients, but probably for somebody with a boutique, it would be like fans or like diehard, you know, repeat customers or whatever. Yeah. Like VIP clients or something. Yeah. Yeah. VIP customers or, you know, well success, a second store and VIP customers or, you know, thousand dollar sales or, you know, what's going to, yeah. I think that whatever's going to stretch someone as a boutique owner is, you know, what do you think is like kind of impossible, but could happen. Like you could have someone walk in and spend a thousand dollars, you know, what's to think that that wouldn't happen. So work it into totally. existence, you know, I love that. Mm. I love that. Yeah. So that actually connects to what I was going to say. The fourth point yeah. would be writing things out. So like, if you do think about, wow, like imagine, you know, if somebody walked in and bought a thousand dollars of stuff, will write that down. You know, mm. every day somebody walks in and buys a thousand dollars of stuff, or I make repeated a thousand dollar sales or whatever you want that situation to be. And writing that out, that was like a really, really big shift um, for me. Like just like allowing myself to realize what those things were that I wanted and then writing them out repeatedly and just creating reality by writing. I love it. Well, and then you get comfortable with that happening. And you, I, I find anytime I'm like repetitive about something, it almost takes the power away from it. So it's like, oh, well, of course mm. that would happen. You know, of course I would yeah, find yeah, yeah. four clients in a month. Of course I would be invited to sell at this amazing festival that I really, of course that would happen because yeah. I've said it over and over so much that it, it's sort of like when you say a word over and over, you're like, wait, what's that word? It, you, it just doesn't become powerful anymore. And I think so many women put mm. power into situations that theoretically they think couldn't happen, but a hundred percent, like if we believe that anything could happen, why not? You know, I know that there are some people I work with that want like celebrities to come in their store and shop. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, That's a cool thing. What happens? Manifest. What do they do? What is that? You know, what does that celebrity do after they leave? Do they tweet about you? Do they, you know, and then oh, yeah. because they've been there, does, does the local newspaper come? Does the, you know, it's, it's sort of like enacting all that out. So then when it actually does happen, you're not freaking out about it. You're like, well, of course, of course it happened because I willed it to happen, you know? Yeah. I love You know that. what I like to do too is like another manifesting thing with that is to put things on my calendar, fake things. So I'll put like appointment number one with, you know, new client or whatever. So yeah. you could be like, you know, on Wednesday the 15th or whatever, like celebrity, whoever walks in and like put it on your calendar. Why not? You know, it won't necessarily happen on that day. Right. But like you're creating that vacuum for like inviting that into your life. Mm, 
my God. I love that. I love that. So in terms of like money and law of attraction, I know we've talked a lot about the law of attraction books and you have been super into the money and law of attraction book. Um, yeah. You know, tell our listeners, cause I, again, like I encourage my clients and listeners to read books and do personal development. Um, but like, what were kind of like your big takeaway? I mean, you've read hundreds of books. We talk about books all the time. Um, but this one <laughs> seems to have kind of been like a little more profound for you. Do you want to share like kind of what your big takeaways from it were or what some of the shifts that happened for you were? Mm. Yeah. Well, so not to be boring, but I kind of already mentioned it and I just want to touch on that again before yeah. we go into anything else. So totally. it was the part about every subject really being two subjects. And it's so funny because I've listened to tons of law of attraction stuff, tons of Abraham Hicks stuff. But for some reason, like this is why I tell everyone in my community and who I work with to listen or read, listen to or read these things multiple times because honestly, every time you'll you'll hear something different or you'll read something different. Or you'll just be at a higher level so it'll you know, sink in, whereas you weren't ready for it before. So this one, um, cause I was actually in a phase, um, you know, you and I were talking about like times when you have dips in income and, and how that corresponds to how you're feeling. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a phase where I was like kind of pushing, like I was looking to go to a new level with my business and I felt like I was like, kind of pushing against a heavy weight a little bit, like, come on, let's go. And it just wasn't quite rolling. And I realized I was doing a lot of worrying. And, um, and then in this book, the money and the law of attraction book, um, they were just saying, you know, when you find yourself in a negative energy, every subject is really two subjects. So what's the positive opposite of that subject? And it just, again, locked in that like, oh my God, yes. Like all these, like, I, I think I was also having a hard time figuring out what I wanted. Cause sometimes it's like, when you're supposed to be manifesting every day, you have to be very clear on what you want. And sometimes it's hard to be clear on what you want, right? So I was in this thing of like, oh, I just, I don't know, I'm not that clear right now. But the way you can like super fast get laser clear is look at what you've been worrying about and flip it around. And like, hello, those are your desires. So, yeah. so you don't have to like pull some like highfalutin desires out of your butt, but like, it's literally the opposite of what you've been worrying about. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I want to just take a minute because I realized that we didn't talk about this book. But so The Law of Attraction is a book series by Esther and Jerry Hicks mm. where they talk about uh, energy, attracting what you want. It's a seven book series. I started with The Law of Attraction um, and we actually read it this month in the Boutique Elite membership group. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's great. And um, I just, I find whenever I read those books, I'm in my Kindle highlighting, like crazy, like, oh my yeah. God, oh my God. Um, because I think a lot of this stuff that like, these passing phrases that a lot of people say are actually from this source material. It's like primary source material where they're like, oh yeah, yeah I watched The Secret. And it's like, well, The Secret's actually based on Esther and Jerry Hicks's work and their writings. And so if you're going to learn about something, I mean, Greg and I talk about this all the time. If you're going to learn about something, you go to primary source material. You don't like read around the subject. So yeah, sure. Yeah. So the seven book series, so money and law of attraction is one of the books. Um, and I can't wait to read it now because I feel like it's, 
it's always necessary, right? I think, and like we talked about, you're always working on your energy around money because I think what we were brought up in our parent, you know, we're of the age where our parents' parents were depression era. So our Mm. parents kind of carried that energy over and we still have some of that left over. And I think there's a lot of weird shame around wanting money, around wanting things, around success. It's like, we feel like we can't allow ourselves to have that. And I know you and I have talked a ton about this, but I just, you know, I've still working on kind of uh, what, finding relief from that feeling of I shouldn't yeah. be successful. I shouldn't talk about how much money I make. I shouldn't, you know, and I think at the end of the day, it's sort of like, no, as women, we should lift each other up to really support our success, especially financial success. Yeah. Well, a really interesting note on that just for one sec is like, um, it is scary to step out as that person who does talk about success because some people get really triggered by it and can like attack you in whatever particular way they choose to attack you, probably verbally or on social media. Um, but so that happened to me recently, actually, where I had a Facebook ad for my business and, um, you know, like since I talk about money a lot, um, that is something that I mentioned in the ad. Right. And, and this could happen. This situation could totally translate to something else. So let's say, somebody with a really successful boutique is out with their friends for a drink and they want to talk about the big month of sales that they just did, but they feel ashamed about it because someone might, you know, jump down their throat type thing. So very same scenario, but just in this case, it was a Facebook ad, um, sharing some of my income figures and some particular person just decided to take offense to that and wrote all this crazy stuff about how it was all fake and it was misleading people. And like, it was a trick and like, you know, um, they should report me to the better business thingy or whatever. And I was just like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. Like it's a person who has never even engaged with my content. Like they hadn't even like downloaded the thing that the ad was advertising. So (laughs) anyway, so like the point is a lot of people still get triggered by this stuff. So it is scary to step out as that person who does share their success. But you know, for every person who responds in that way, Um, there's like 10 people who say, thank you so much for showing me what's possible and for leading, for leading the way for us, you know? Yeah. So just like a little, you know, cheer on for whoever, (laughs) those brave souls who are sharing their success. Oh my God. I know. Well, and you are like coming out with this amazing product called the money magnet journal. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and We can definitely send out links um, in the show notes when it's available because, I mean, just knowing you and knowing how much you have studied and grown and, I mean, we haven't even gotten into half of the things that you've done. (laughs) If you guys do any more research about Levy, you'll find she's a a very interesting person and she's... Oh, well, thank you. You really, like, paved the way for a lot of people and I think, you know, in terms of freedom, in terms of living life on your own terms you know, and just being really transparent about that. I, that's something I really admire about you. So, you know, I would highly suggest everyone (laughs) look up Levy because, you know, you are, yes, you're not in like boutique world, but you did come from an interior design background. And so I think there's a lot of parallels there, you know, but this money magnet Mm. journal sounds, 
that's like something I need. So tell me about it more. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, so it is a journal, a daily journal where um, the point is to fill out one page a day, just like a quick sort of five minute practice um, to actually bring your manifesting practice and your, your wealth consciousness um, exercises together into one place. So it gives you somewhere where, you know, it gives you a template basically for, for those things. So rather than just flying around, you know, reading random affirmations on the internet or, um, sure reading books, that's a great thing to do, but then it's like, well, how do I actually translate this into my life and my specific desires? So that's what the money magnet journal does, um, helps you really lay those things out. And then it takes you through a bunch of stages that help you actually manifest them. So it starts with um, a, the, something I call the money magnet craft course. So it's like a five step, um, I guess, like getting into line with money process. Cool. And then um, it includes a, a manifesting guide that teaches you how to create a vision board that works, not just any vision board, but a vision board that really like has an impact using Pinterest, of course. Um, because I, just as a side note, I totally like changed my life with Pinterest. I like really believe in the power of it because I made all these vision boards when I was still in my old office job and I hid in the bathroom a lot looking at my vision board. <laughs> so that was like really powerful manifesting. <laughs> I love that. That's a great tip for anyone looking to leave their nine to five to hide in the bathroom and look at your Pinterest Seriously. boards. I love that. Yeah. And then um, it comes with a reading list too. So it um, includes like the resources we've mentioned today and then some other ones as well, my top resources. Um, then it takes you to, so after you've kind of learned the basics of the money stuff and created a vision board and started reading some stuff, then it takes you to something I call the ideal income planner, where you lay out your big vision of like where your life is going, your big prosperous story and like what that looks like. And also what you want to actually receive on a monthly basis. Um, and then from there you create like this really cool monthly manifesting sheet that you can post on your wall with like um, different things on it that basically keeps your goals right in front of you and allows you to like focus your energy and manifest them. And then the final piece is the daily money magnet journal. That's like a template where, um, where you write out all this stuff and it's like probably eight or nine different boxes that you just kind of like quickly fill in each day. But it's like, so it's a really short practice, but it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, well, so it brings together like all this stuff that I do. I love it. Yeah. And it's yeah. simple. Like, I think all this stuff, you know, if I was new to it, I think, oh God, like it's more work for me to do, you know, but right. I love that you've made it just like simple, but powerful. And, um, I'm, I mean, you've already changed lots of people's lives with all of this teaching. So I'm sure this is going to be even like the most powerful thing that you've created. I'm nice. I'm Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's like available to anyone really who wants to attract, more results and success into their lives with anything. It's totally it. not specific to any particular pursuit or industry or anything like that. So um, yeah, I'm excited for people to check it out. Oh, so cool. So cool. So yeah. I want to wrap up with my two always interview questions. So yeah. my first one is, what's your favorite item that you've ever bought from a boutique? 
Mm. Well, as it happens, um, this is definitely one of my favorite items. Actually, oh, I'm wearing one and I'm holding the other one. Can I do two? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yes, of course. You're definitely. So I love this necklace. No. <laughs> this is an anthropology necklace and I'm just in love with like, oh, my things are over it. But like, it has a really pretty, like just different textures. Like it has tortoiseshell and like crystals and so all sorts cute. of different stuff. So cute. If you guys does anthropology count as a boutique? It doesn't really, does it? Not really. I people might well, be fine. That's okay. Bad. Sorry. Sorry. Hashtag mainstream. <laughs> well, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> well, if people watch the video on YouTube, they can see how cute your office is and see your cute necklace. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the second item is actually from a boutique. I promise. Amazing. So this is a one-off. Um, as far as I'm aware, boutique in Bangkok. And don't ask me what it's called because I don't know. But so I'll show this for, for the video <gasps> so viewers. Cute. It's a phone case. Yep. And um, it's by like a local designer from Bangkok. And what it is is like all these laser cut pieces of plastic. Um, or yeah, plastic. Yeah, whatever. it looks like um, yeah. And it makes this design with like an eye and a hand. And it, it, I guess it means like I love you basically because it's like a hand that and has this eye. like love tattoo on it yeah. and like an eye. It's so cool. Kind it's like so big too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So um, I love that. And uh, it just gives like a little something special to my like, actually, you know what I love is like your everyday little items, like whatever it is that you carry around with you every day, like your little money thingy or like your water bottle or just your keys, anything you use every day having those be something special. So that's something I like to shop for at boutiques is like those little items. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just at, I was just on the way home and I was popped into this little store that I walk by every day and I'm always like, Oh, I can't believe they have all this Guatemalan like handmade stuff at this store. Like a, it must be really expensive or B is it not actually made by, you know, is it factory made or something? Turns yeah. out it's like this great co-op that like supports local women and yeah. everything is so well, like I was like, I kind of almost went on a like shopping spree and then I had to be like, no, I need to go home and <laughs> do this interview. <laughs> Rain it in. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> um, but I'm definitely going back there, but you're right. It, most of the things I was so attracted to buy were like little pouches and like a duffel bag and an eyeglass case. And I, I'm a small accessories queen. I feel like I mm. have all the pouches, I have all the holders and yeah. I somehow like managed <laughs> to figure out like, well, my, my oils need a different pouch. My makeup needs this. Oh yeah. Need th I mean, everything needs its own pouch, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> There's always uses for more pouches. I love it. Um, so, okay. So finally wrapping up, what, if there was like one thing you wanted people to take away, my listeners, from today's conversation, like, what would you say would be the big takeaway you kind of want them to, to go away with? Mm. Well, so I would say, and this continues to be the biggest thing that I have, I guess, figured out so far in my young life, my young old life. <laughs> I'm going to be 30 in like a couple of weeks. Um, you're so wise. So, <laughs> what's that? You're so wise. <laughs> you're like a wise you. owl. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so it would be um, that basically everyone needs to stop trying to do stuff, stop trying to make stuff happen, stop trying to do it right or make take the right next steps or whatever. 
Um, and I like to refer to that as hitting your head against a brick wall. So stop trying to hit your head against a brick wall and make stuff happen. And instead, just like take a step back and work on yourself first. And that can mean um, anything from, you know, reading some of these books, using some of these tools, working with an amazing coach. That's totally something that counts as working on yourself. Um, taking care of yourself is a big one. You know, cultivating yourself into that person you want to be, the version of yourself you want to be, and the person who has the success that you want. And, um, and then you can like, have the results anyway without all the headache and the like pointless you know trying because um as they bring it back to law of attraction she says um there is not enough action available in the world to compensate for a misaligned thoughts or misaligned energy wow. and that's from that um the money and law of attraction book as well like so just one more time. <laughs> there is not enough action available to you to compensate for misaligned thoughts or energy. So like you can't out action like a crappy mindset or crappy thoughts, right? Yep. So, um, so yeah, you know, that is the biggest thing that I've learned and it applies to just life in general. And, you know, you can always do that at a higher and higher level, whatever goal you're working on next. Um, I love that. Become the person first before you try to do the strategy piece. I love that. I love that. And like, get your thoughts. It's kind of like, get your thoughts in line with who you are, who you want to be, what, how you want to show up in the world, whatever that means for you. And then it'll be easy. It's like, it's, I, I always try to say this to people who seem to think that working hard is going to get you. And I've talked about this mm. on other episodes working hard is going to get you so far. And it's like, no, 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 it's actually not like, yeah, if you are working hard. You got to stop and examine why you're working hard, what you're compensating for and mm. get thoughts aligned that it's, that's such a great quote. I'll put that in the show notes too, for listeners in case you want to maybe make that a post-it note for your bathroom mirror. <laughs> yeah. And actually I love the one you just said too. Like if you're working hard, what are you compensating for? That's a really good question to ask yourself. Yeah. And it goes with this other favorite quote of mine. Um, and now I'm going to forget who it's by. But anyway, she says, when resentment is high, self-care is low. I think that really connects to that. Yeah. Um, yep. So anyway, good wow. food for thought there. These are good <laughs> ones. Yeah, geez. We could go on a whole nother interview. I'll have to have you back on for another another podcast interview as you continue because I know you have some other stuff coming out and you I mean you we could talk for days but I'm gonna wrap yes, up yes and we do yeah, we do <laughs> and if I, we do um I'm gonna wrap up and say thank you so much Levy for joining um us and just remind everyone where they can find you one last time yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my online home is helloshinylife.com. And um, I have some cool free resources there and blog posts and stuff. I also have a Facebook group where I connect with my people. So that's um, if you just like search uh, Hello Shiny Life in the Facebook search bar, you'll get my Facebook page, my Facebook group. And um, that is how we can connect. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, Levy. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to 
Southern 